0: And welcome to the Fighting Stigma Show here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media, and also on Raglan Community Radio, Arrow FM, Otago Access Radio, and Radio Kidnappers. So I'm your host, Vanessa, and it's really happy to be back today. Uh, Apologies for the repeat show last week, if you noticed that. I am having great mental health, which I think is what's happening for quite you people recently. Uh, So one of the things I want to have a chat about today is about grief and bereavement because I know what is happening for a lot of us is that a lot of us have actually lost people recently. Maybe we're having anniversaries of people we've lost or we're actually just grieving that life is changing and it may not feel like that. You may not recognize that's what's going on. I know with all of the um, huge amounts of rain and the storms and the flooding and now like a giant earthquake and not a giant earthquake I shouldn't say that a very large earthquake that shook and rattled quite a few people um, that actually people are feeling like unsteady and what I've noticed when I've been chatting to a couple of people is that whether they have grief in the traditional sense where they recognize that they've lost someone that they don't have them in their life anymore whether that's through them passing away or they' moving away or a split in friendship or family relation, or it's just actually they're expressing that they've got anxiety or they're feeling uncertainty for the future and when we talk about it more, what's coming out is actually they're grieving the certainty they're grieving the the stability that they thought that they they had previously. And it's about, I think, sometimes those skills and those ways of thinking about how to deal with grief, if that's what you're experiencing, like having lost a loved one, can actually be used for, like, how do I look after myself when I don't feel good because the world is changing and I'm not sure what's happening. And I think it can be a really important thing to have in our back pocket know how to use. So either it might be something like for you right now or it might be something that you could use in the future so stick around and listen to some of those things but before we get into all that juiciness I want to talk about our sponsor Progress to Health. Progress to Health believes in creating communities without barriers and to achieve that we tailor supports to adults experiencing mental health and or disabilities based on their goals to encourage recovery, independence and community involvement. Progress to Health has teams that provide peer support, Now, don't stress if you missed any of those contact details for Progress to Health. I do play that at the, again at the end of the show. So stick around and you'll be able to grab all those details. Because if you, if you think, hey, Progress to Health sounds like something would be really helpful for myself or for someone I know. Okay, so grief improvement. Like I've been trying to support someone who's um, lost a family member recently. And I've also been talking to someone else who's having the one year anniversary of losing their dad. So... It's one of those things that's been really present of mind recently. And one of the things I know is that I've lost loved ones in the past. I lost my dad when I was 21 and I've lost other family members along the way. And I remember some of the stuff that people said or did that made a real difference for me. But when I was in that moment of trying to support someone else, I felt like I was. the words were really hard. And I also remember feeling like I – I wasn't doing grief, right? Like when it was happening, like I felt like either I wasn't feeling enough or I was feeling too much or it was taking too long or it was, you know, there was always this kind of feeling of like, is this how it's supposed to be? What's going on? So I thought this could be really helpful for some people because I know I'm not the only one going through those spaces. So what I did is I had a look um, for trying to find some Good words when I was trying to write the show today, and I actually ended up going to the Centre for Clinical Intervention and got the grief and bereavement handout because I've got some really good words in here. So the Centre for Clinical to Intervention, um, you can find them online at www.cci.health.wa.gov.au, and you just look in the handouts and resources, um, and it's just like I think it's called Help for Yourself or Helping Yourself. Um, section, and there's a grief improvement one, um, and they just have so many wonderful things. I'm actually going to use some of these later on. I'm going to do a series on procrastination and a series on thinking, so I think that will be great for us. So let's jump into this. So grief and bereavement. So they've separated grief out into two different ways. So compl- complicated grief and uncomplicated grief. So uncomplicated grief, they say, is grief and loss a part of life and is experienced by most of us at some point in life. People deal with grief in many different ways, and not necessarily going through the predictable stages, although some do. How people grieve can depend on the circumstances of the loss, e.g. sudden death, long illness, death of a young person, as well as past experiences of loss. There is no time limit on grief. Some people get back to their usual routine fairly quickly, others take longer. Some people prefer time alone to grieve, others crave the support and company of other people. So I'm just going to share some of the different ranges of experiences that can be part of uncomplicated grief. So you could experience the symptoms of depression or anxiety, such as poor sleep, lowered appetite, low mood, feeling of anxiety. For some people the anxiety will be more obvious, for others it's more like depression. You could have a sense of loss, not quite being real. A sense of the loss not being real at first and a refusal to believe that it's occurred. Feeling disconnected from others. A sense of numbness. Guilt about not initially feeling pain about the loss. This can be one that the guilt about not feeling pain about the loss. A lot of people also feel um, they, they don't, they're not feeling the emotions really strongly right now or they're not feeling like they've got the numb stuff going on. So they're not crying. They're not feeling like the, it's not so external. The loss is not so external for them like it is for others. And sometimes that comes with some guilt, which it doesn't need to. Worries about not grieving normally or correctly. Mood swings and tearfulness. Guilt about interactions with the person who has died. So that's definitely one of the things that can come up. It's like you kind of go over and over your last memories or recent memories e.g. I should have spent more time with her, or I wish we didn't have that argument. Or a lot of people are like, I wish I said I love you last time I talked to them. Waves of sadness or anger, which can be overwhelming and sometimes suddenly triggered by reminders. Seeking reminders of the person who has died, e.g. being in their home or with their belongings, or perhaps at times even feeling you see or hear the deceased person. Guilt about Gradually getting back to normal life and at times not remembering or to feel sad. That can be a really big one for people. That can be something where like, you know, the first time they laugh again, they're like, oh man, was I, I shouldn't, like I shouldn't have felt, I should, like, you know, I should still be sad. Like it feels, it can feel quite weird that first moment of like feeling okay. So some of those that I think are really important to recognize is that you can actually like Grief can come through as symptoms of depression and anxiety. So if you already experience anxiety and depression, like it can be a little bit hard to recognize. You're just like, am I am I grieving? Is this, is this grief or is this depression or anxiety? Or is it just the depression has kicked off the depression and anxiety and it's just recognizing those. But that whole sense of unrealness and the sense of numbness and not being able to kind of – interact with your emotions is really normal and it's totally normal to swing from that to tearfulness or anger and then back to numb. Uh, everyone is different. Every grief you've exposed is different. So it's there's no abnormal around grief. It There just is how it is that's happening for you. Um, what I'm going to do now is share – About complicated grief, and then we're going to listen to a song, and then I'll talk about what they share about how to cope with them. So, complicated grief is a general term for describing when people adjust poorly to a loss. This is very difficult to define as there's no standard which limits what is normal or healthy or healthy grief. Below are some of the warning signs which may suggest that a person is not coping well with grief and may be at a greater risk of the grieving process taking longer to resolve or being more difficult for them. Pushing away painful feelings or avoiding the grieving process entirely. So if someone's just like refusing to talk about it, refusing to allow their emotions to come through. Excessive avoidance of talking about or reminders of the person who has died. Refusal to attend the funeral. Using distracting tasks to avoid experiencing grief, including tasks associated with planning the funeral. So sometimes people, as opposed to like not going to the funeral, they just totally throw themselves into to get everything prepared because they're they the focusing on the tasks. They're not focusing on the emotions they're feeling. They won't allow themselves to feel them. Abuse of alcohol or other drugs, including prescriptions. Decreased physical complaints or illness. Sorry, increased physical complaints and illness. Intense mood swings or isolation, which is not resolved with one to two months of the loss. So it's really normal to want to have time to yourself. It's really normal to kind of have your moods go up and down. I my dad died. My moods were just up and down all over the place for quite a while. And it was like, and it wasn't that they were all over the place. It's just every now and then they would spike in a way that I was not used to. So yeah, ongoing neglect of self-care and responsibilities. Like some people just, they, they turn off griefers, just hits them so hard that they're just not able to do the things they normally would. Again, it is important to emphasize that there are no rules for grieving and that many of the items. That I've just shared may occur as part of an uncomplicated grief. However, people who are coping very poorly one month after the loss may continue to cope poorly one to two years later. So these are warning signs that are present when it's often so. It's often worthwhile seeking help early on the increase, so the ch- increase the chance of adjusting to it long term. So that whole difference there. So you may have any of those. like those kind of signs or those things that are going on with grieving but it's about like setting yourself up for as good as possible to kind of cope with it to have as much of you can because grieving is not comfortable grieving is not nice grieving is not something we would aim to have for anyone in our lives or ourselves but it is part of life and it is one of those things that we need to put ourselves forward to like actually hope as well as we can and do what we can to support ourselves to get through it or those that are around us who are going through it help them get through it so it's just those that the complicated grief could just be about that hey if this is what's happening a lot of these are what's happening for someone you know maybe kind of support them to try and feel some of that stuff going right now so that this doesn't drag out for them for an exceptionally long time because that's not something we want for someone so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play a, a song, and I want you to have a think about like, have you lost someone in the past? Have you had a situation that's gone really, really badly, and you've grieved like the say a loss of a job or the loss of a friendship or a family member? Um, one of the ones I've spo- things I've spoken to people in the past through my job at Progress Health is when uh, because of whether it's um, physical abuse, emotional abuse, um, just not good like someone's not li- accepting their boundaries or not being a good person to be around someone will step away from a friend or a family member and go no contact and that there's a grief process with that because as much as that person is still alive someone will still someone will be grieving the fact that they're not in their life anymore and it it's quite, can get quite complicated how that the emotions come up for that because effectively you've chosen to do that but it's actually really important in the long term for well-being to do that Um, But then, of course, there's this this straight out someone's passed. So someone's died and we don't have them in our life anymore. And everything that comes up with that. So have a think about if any of those things have come up for you in the past. Have you lost someone? Have you lost a job that you really loved? Have you had a friendship fall apart or someone move away and they just disappeared? Have you had some grief in your past? How did you cope? What are the things that made the difference for you? if you think about it, relax, like if you're not in the space for it, like only do this. If you're feeling up for it, I realize this is different to what I normally talk about, but have a think about like, what were the things that made the difference? What helped you get through? What did either you do or other people do, or what did other people suggest you do that you went and did? And then that made a really big difference and how, like, you know, yeah. So what is your process for getting through grief? And what are the things that makes the difference? Because I think reminding ourselves of the things that make a real big difference with that is the staff that reminds us that hey we can get through this again it might it will not be good it might not be something we ever want to do again which i totally understand but it is survivable so have a think about all that while you listen to adriano from the trouble notes here on free fm 89.0 Welcome back to the Fighting Stigma show here on Free FM 89.0. I'm Vanessa. I'm talking today all about grief. Did you get a chance or listen to that gorgeous song from Trouble Notes? Did you have a think about like if you've had a grief in the past, um, what were what the things that made a difference? What are the things that helped you feel your emotions, helped you deal with the loss and kind of help you get back a little bit to regular life? Because that's one of the things that I recognize for myself is time feels like it stands still. It either feels like it stands still, or it rushes, like, but generally it stands still. Like I feel like in the immediate aftermath of loss of someone is that like time stands still, like there's no, no connection to time at all. And everything just feels numb and it's really hard to kind of like feel anything and do anything. And so finding stuff, like having people around, I found really, really important. So have you had a thought about what makes a difference? Cause what I'm going to do now is I'm going to share the suggestions, the, this um, grief improvement handout has but and have a quick talk about some of the things that I know might make a difference so coping with uncomplicated grief so that's coping with grief that is you know not kind of kind of got complicated by not being able to feel your emotions not kind of actually processing the grief So most people going through the pain described that we talked about when we did the uncomplicated grief list, right? So symptoms of depression, anxiety, sense of loss, not being real, mood swings, tearfulness, worry about not grieving normally, guilt about not feeling pain of the the loss straight away, guilt about the interactions, waves of sadness or anger. So when they feel those things, they will eventually adjust to the loss and return to normal life. Although, of course, carrying some sadness about the loss. And again, the time frame and how much that is, is different for everyone. Most people do not require medication or counselling to manage uncomplicated grief and should simply be supported to go through their individual grief process. It's important to maintain a healthy diet and some physical activity during this time. Some people may find it helpful to engage in counselling or to attend groups with others who have suffered a recent loss. And definitely if, depending on how you lost, if the person passed, how how it was, like sometimes talking to other people who've been through a similar situation, because it can make a difference. Like definitely like how they talked about the, like if it's a sudden death, if it's a long illness, if it's a young person, if it's a child, if it's a parent, like sometimes talking to someone else who's been through something similar can make a really, really big difference. A lot of times what I've found people talking about is the things that make a difference when they're grieving is if someone's supporting them like a, they have a physical illness and a mental, like they're having a mental health episode. So they're being really supportive, they're being gentle, but they're being present and they're also like offering to help out with like meals and housework and just checking in what would make a difference right now. What are you not managing? that I could pick up and do for you so you can keep just processing your feelings. Um, one of the things I know is going through the grief process as someone who experiences mental health, I found my counselor invaluable. I think it can be really important that if that's something that makes a difference in your life or has done when things are being difficult, like definitely if you're grieving, that can make a huge difference because it can be that way of us expressing kind of what's going on in our head and having someone help us make sense of that or work out kind of where to next. But what they've shared here about coping with complicated grief is psychological therapy can support people to safely explore feelings of grief and connect with painful feelings and memories, paving the way for resolution. This is for people who like, I want to say it's not the right way to say this, but stuck in the grief process or just not able to let themselves feel the loss. Like if you're, if it's very much not like the emotions are overwhelming long-term or there's no kind of like feeling of the loss, right? Therapy may also support people to use strategies such as relaxation, engaging in positive activities, and challenging negative thoughts in order to combat the associated symptoms of anxiety and depression. Antidepressant medication may also be used to alleviate depression associated with grief, and this can be useful in conjunction with psychological strategies. Tranquilizing medications which are anxiety medications can interfere with the natural grieving process? So generally, um, things that like uh, sleep aids, so things that like zolpidem and things like that that help you sleep, or um, diazepam, lorazepam, any of those Ativan, uh medications, they can interfere with the natural grieving process because they stop you feeling to a certain extent because the tranquilizers. Even though early help is recommended, health professionals are able to support people to work through complicated grief even years after a loss. And we know talking to people can make a really big difference. It's one of the best things when we're grieving, like whether it's the loss of a person, loss of a job, loss of a friendship, maybe loss of a house, like, like, you know, the people who have lost their cars, their houses, so much, There's, there's grief going around us so much right now. having someone to talk to can make the biggest difference so what I'm going to do right now is share a series of support lines so if you find yourself whether it's in a grieving process or just in general needing someone to talk to about what's going on and you know who to reach out to can make a big difference so grab a pen and paper write some of these down so the first support line that I want to give you is 1737 now that's pretty much what it's called so need to talk one seven three seven. it's a free call or text service and it's available 24 um, seven so 24 hours a day, seven days a week. so you'll get to talk or text with a trained counselor and their service is completely free. so if you're feeling anxious or um, run down, depressed, needing to talk to someone, give them a call or give them a text one seven three seven. Now, this is support, information and resources to people who are at risk of suicide and or the family of family or whānau and friends supporting them. Now, it's available from midday to midnight and their number is 0508 Tōtoko, which is 0508 Now, the next number I want to give you is the Shine Confidential Helpline. want to have someone to talk to about whatever's going on around that because quite often we need a bit of extra support and when you're not getting that support that can definitely lead to mental health stuff so this is a really great line Um, so the outline their number is 0800 688 5463 but that's all we have time for today so from us all here take care